yeah, man. And that substitute, he's always he's still busting my ass, man. You know what? I feel like maybe after school today, catch him outside. We can rob that fool. Yeah. Yeah, let's rob him. Yo, just like Jeremy O'Harris and Slave Play got robbed last night at the Tonys. Uh, what? What are the, what are the Tonys? Oh, the you know, the awards for Broadway, like the American Theater Wing, the Antoinette Perry Awards, the Tony Awards. Yeah. Uh, Dre, yeah. I know he's your cousin, but why why is all right, never 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 mind. Look, so here's what we're gonna do, right? We're gonna catch him when he's coming out to his car. Yeah. We're gonna set him up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when he's not looking, Ooh. I'm gonna hit him uh-huh. in the back of the head with his bat, right? What you think about that? Damn. Yeah, I mean, I got a bat from rehearsal at Damn Yankees. We were rehearsing Damn Yankees in drama club, and I got a couple bats out back. I mean, they're they're prop bats, so they might not like hurt him as much, but we could definitely do some damage. <sighs> All right, look. Sticking to the plan, right? I'm gonna hit him with a with an actual. Yeah. Baseball okay. bat, okay. Okay, well, I don't know where don't I worry. Find one of those, okay. but that's fine. And then after that, once we take him out, then I'm going to steal his car. Ride around town, living large. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I haven't driven a car since, what, I did Grease last year? And we were doing the part where, you know, we were forever. Like, and we were just, we had the car. And we lifted the oh, it was so crazy. We lifted the car and that one. Uh, memories. <laughs> let's just let's just fucking go. I'm, I can't. I can't with you. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and then we recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I am Jordan Clark. And I'm Cameron Mason. And it's just us again. You know, like it's we're just we're, us we're again. Got another another one of these, which it, uh, you know, I'm definitely always happy to just just shoot the shit with Cam. Uh, chop it up <laughs> movies and we've got a <laughs> well, we got a fucking doozy for you <laughs> when when we started this podcast like i was compiling a list of movies for us to watch because i was like you know i know the big ones and i even knew like some of the other ones that were kind of like the mid-tier level of you know they were in the they were in the public eye i just never watched them or you know had mm-hmm. any interest in them and then there's movies like this where like I had no idea this existed and I watched the trailer and immediately was like, yo, we got to do this movie. Uh, Ruthless caucasity abounds in this movie. Uh, if you listen. And so, okay. And I want to, I want to check in to see if I've got yeah. this correct. Right. So we've done, this is another school movie. We've done dangerous minds, right? We've done the principal. Would you count Save the Last Dance as a school movie? Because they're they're in yes. school, they're yeah. in the high school, oh, yeah. you know. But it's not really about school, you know. Like it's about her journey from high school to Juilliard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if we count that, that's three. This is the fourth school movie. Uh, and the- <laughs> this movie, I 
my letterbox review of it is that this movie crushed up Dangerous Minds, mm-hmm. sprinkled some crack in there too. Yep. Rolled that up and then boofed it. <laughs> well, the movie we're talking about is The Substitute. Uh, it's from ni- good God. It's from 1996. <laughs> it stars uh, your boy Tom Berenger. <laughs> your boy. Your boy. And uh, it's got. I mean, so this this it's an interesting cast. We'll kind of go through it quickly here. It's Tom Berenger. It's Ernie Hudson. Uh, it's Diane Venora. The Black Ghostbuster. <laughs> It's Diane Venora. It's Mark Anthony, Luis Guzman. You know, so like, yeah. you know, there's names in here. Oh, don't forget your boy Glenn Plummer, Glenn Plummer from Showgirls. Glenn Plummer, yeah. Um, but it is. I mean, this I, movie is like. This movie is must be what it's like to smoke crack. This is <laughs> this must be what it's like. It, like the ideas are so crazy. Yeah. Just to think that, like, I mean, it's obviously not based on a true story. It's not based in reality anywhere, but it tries to think that it's got something to say about reality. Yeah. In a way. Oh, well, it's got something to say about something, but I can't even tell you (laughs) what it thinks it's saying because... I got got some thoughts about that, but we can get into that later. Well, so this is... In the midst of, I guess, I don't even know if you call it a, a renaissance of this kind of film, but like, oh, sure. obviously, yes. you know, we we're, we talked about the principle and that was from like 87, 88, right? And then Dangerous Minds comes out in 1995. This movie comes out in 1996. So this, is year, this is the year after. Yeah. Seven comes out in 1987 uh, or 1997, oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, so it's like they, they parodied this movie, uh, High School High, High, School High. <laughs> with John Lovitz. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> and, and uh, what uh, Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting we're getting one of these almost a year at this point in the mid to late nineties, yeah. but this one is very much reminiscent of the principle in that it's about a white man. He's not a teacher. Uh, we'll, we'll go into that yeah. in a second, <laughs> but he comes to a school. Your your typical gang infested, drug infested inner city high school in Miami, and just beats the shit out of kids. Like that's the yeah. solution to the problem is like violence against children. It's like it's not even even there's like no hiding it, you know. And the movie kind of relishes in it, right? Like it's a pseudo action film. We'll talk about the fight scenes in this movie too in a second. Um, but interesting enough. I cannot find the budget for this movie. I've been looking for it. I've been trying to figure out what it was. I can't find it, but the box office for this movie was fourteen million eight hundred and eighteen thousand. It made fourteen million. It made money. Yeah. And it, well, who knows? We'll talk about it, it had to make money. It had to have made money. They couldn't have made this for more than five or six. Oh uh, yeah, no. I can't imagine that this was a was a huge like sink of uh is it Orion Pictures? <laughs> Orion Pictures, yeah. Uh, live entertainment. <laughs> it's definitely an Orion yeah. joint, um, an Orion Pictures joint. Um, I mean, looking at the box office, like it, it got six point one million on the first weekend, so it finished second in the box office, and then God damn, subsequently went down from there. Wait, against what? What? What did it beat? Uh, what did? What beat it? I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up. I'll get. I'll get the numbers for you <laughs> later in the show. But somehow I care about this. So. Yeah. <laughs> But let's let's get into this five minutes of of bullshit. I 
You're not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I saw this movie like two months ago. Cam just watched this movie earlier today. I've seen it five hours ago. Yeah, so he's going to help me go through. I'm going to be kind of taking it from memory and Wikipedia (laughs) and try to piece this movie together. But yeah, feel free to jump in whenever. But let me know when you've got the time ready to go. Oh, sure. I wasn't even going to time it. I was going to let you just run. You know what? Yeah. I, well, <laughs> no. you can. Yeah, just run. If just you want to play it, along at talk. home and, and set a timer, <laughs> and <then> yeah. <laughs> you can let us know what it comes out to. But so it, this is a very confusing movie because it jumps a lot of different places. But basically, what we, we see is we've got uh, Jonathan Shale, who is a lot of things, but I think specifically a mercenary and an ex soldier. He was in Vietnam. Something has happened in Cuba where him and his team have kind of fucked something up. Unclear about what specifically happened, but just fucked up in Cuba. The U.S. government has disavowed them and, you know, they don't know anything about them. So they kind of are sent home in disgrace and he's trying to figure out what to do next. So he heads to Miami where apparently he's got his his main squeeze, uh, Jane, who is. Just he's she's a she's a teacher at this inner city high school. Um I think is this before or after that like he he has this very strange interaction with a guy who's hiring a mercenary and like before this is this before. Is before? Okay. Um yeah, he's got this very strange interaction with this guy who's hiring a <laughs> hiring a mercenary, and like there's another dude there who's got like a like a highlight reel of why you should hire him like it's a very shadowly put together like i'm good at killing people uh (laughs) reference tape it's like a dating profile video but for mercenary (laughs) marines um but he's he's very adamant about i don't do i don't do drugs and i don't do guns you know what i mean like i'll kill anybody else for any other reason but like i don't help traffic drugs and guns um so before he can go meet his 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 alleged girlfriend Jane, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, she is breaking up a fight outside of this high school, and basically, like Mark Anthony is one of the main villains of this movie. He's a high school student, and like she breaks up this fight. He he comes in, and she's just like, "Y'all need to get out of here. You need to go to class." And he's basically like, "I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill you." <laughs> And, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. She tries to report this to the principal, who was played by Ernie Hudson. And Ernie Hudson's like, "Well, what did she say exactly?" And he said, "You know, he said something along the lines of like, you know, you better watch your back, or you know, something like that." And Ernie Hudson's like, "Well, I can't suspend him or expel him if he didn't explicitly threaten your life or something like that." Um. So that night, you know, Jonathan Shale comes in meets up with her i guess they have an on again off again relationship sure and maybe because the movie doesn't know no he's like yeah i need a place to stay so she's like i guess you can stay with me and literally the very next day she's out for a run she's jogging <laughs> and just a massive dude like nancy kerrigan's her just like takes her knee out with a, a baseball bat or something like that like a big stick <laughs> it looked, i thought it was a big stick honestly <laughs> just whacks her legs out uh 
for some reason, but he's there. Yeah, for some reason, Tom Berenger is there. He's just hanging out. He's there, <laughs> and he runs up, and like the most unseasoned martial arts sequence <laughs> takes place, where he just <laughs> slow motion tries to fight this dude, wins, but like <laughs> I don't understand what is is happening in that scene. So you got it right. You had that happened after that. You know, we see that. Jane is laid up in the hospital. She tries to get out of the bed, but she can't walk. And so uh, Tom Berenger's like, yo, I'm going to figure out what happened. I'm going to see who did this to you. My plan is to go undercover at this high school as a substitute teacher in your class specifically. And I'm going to bring in my like ex-mercenary Marine friends to like case the school and get to the bottom of this. He has the most ridiculous overqualified cv he's like a like a he went to yale like his his fake cv so i for whatever reason already hudson's like sure whatever you can come on in and like the first day of school he's like legit trying to teach them although i don't know what he knows about anything he literally (laughs) just blasts questions at the kids like who won world war ii right what's the square root of 36 Right. What is knowledge? And they're like, your mom, my nuts. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> um, but it quickly becomes apparent that the Kings of Destruction, KOD, which is the gang that uh, <laughs> Mark Anthony is the head of, is like running the school. You know, again, they've got, you know, drugs going on. They've got guns going on. And, you know, Shell figures that like the quickest way to, to take control of this classroom is to like, physically assault random students <laughs> and so which is exactly what he does yeah he's like i'm gonna teach y'all about vietnam one of the kids is like fuck you like throw something at him and then he just like proceeds to beat the shit out of him oh, he crushes up a soda can and tosses it at him yeah and then shit no he throws the soda can at him shale crushes it up yeah. and tosses it like a shuriken back at his eyeball right and then like beats up another student and you know mark anthony is again just like whatever like we're gonna we're gonna see about you um ernie hudson's like you can't do that to children <laughs> like you can't just beat kids up but then he's also like but you did you did take control of that classroom so i'll give you credit for that you like you can come back tomorrow <laughs> um, yeah, you can keep teaching here right and so for some reason the kids are enamored by his Vietnam war stories. Like he starts telling them about Vietnam and they're like, yeah, that sounds dope. Like, I want to know about that. Cam, tell me there. I forget what it was, but there's a, there's a speech that he makes, uh, in the classroom. That's basically like, you know, it's like, it's the same thing, like war in the streets and like, you know, yeah. I know what it's like to be shot at. Y'all know what it's like to be shot at. Like, yeah, it's a really gross kind of moment where he says, <laughs> he was just like, yeah, I was in Vietnam. I saw a lot of my friends die. And they're like, yeah, people be dying around here to <laughs> teach. And he's like, yeah, I seen them get shot at. I've been shot. Here's my scar from my Yeah, my they'll start showing bullet shot. wounds, right? And then they all start <laughs> showing their wounds. Yeah, and one kid's like, all right, here, I, I got hit by oh AK right here. And I'm like, what? Yeah, this school is, it's in Miami. It's 90% Latino. Latino. And then there's also black kids. 
Um, Not a white child in sight. No, right. So unlike the principal, which had uh, <laughs> a couple of, of, of white kids hanging around, white supremacist kids hanging around, there's there's none of that to be seen none in Miami. None of that in Miami. <laughs> but as, as they continue to case the school, they find that, you know, Mark Anthony is dealing drugs. They go to break up this Doug deal. It's a very strange situation because one of the members of his team, I guess, like goes rogue and is like, fuck y'all. I'm not down with y'all. Oh, anymore. he doesn't like the Yeah, he doesn't like the setup. Yeah. You know, he wants more action, basically. And so, like, he kind of momentarily betrays them, but then immediately is back with them. Like, nothing happens. Oh, yeah. It's very confusing. Um, but they they do break up this drug deal which starts fucking up you know the money and everything for everybody and don't they use the money to like buy supplies for the school yeah shale uh, uses the money or uh, smith as his name is in school uh he uses the money to buy school supplies and yeah announces it on the intercom during morning announcements that they got pencils they got staplers they got paper now yeah um we we learned that ernie hudson uh Roley, the principal is like actually fronting this drug operation. Like he's running the drugs in the school. Right. And when he hears him over the intercom, he fires him. Yeah. Um, he runs up to the office. He's like, you're a hissy. He's like, what do you think? He actually <laughs> says, you don't teach history anymore. You, you are, are history. history. Also, this movie is just filled with lines like it's that. Terrible. Just the script is just lines like that over and over. And three and people over. wrote this movie. So, multiple people uh, <laughs> had a hand in the screen how did he get his job back though like because he kept teaching he never got his oh, job he never back. got his job back okay. okay he never got his job back. well at a certain point his girlfriend learns that he's been like moonlighting as a substitute at the school yes. to like and she's upset by it um but then they have like an unseasoned makeout session and i guess that <laughs> like smooths things over um yep so Things continue to escalate between Roley and um, Shale. We, I think, we skipped over the the infamous library scene where, like, the oh yes, there's a library shootout where uh, he confronts Mark Anthony. Yeah, he confronts him about the drug stuff, and there's they all have guns during school hours. Yeah, well, he go. It's like after school, and like some kids are playing basketball in the front of the school, and like Mark Anthony and his crew just like oh, that's roll right, up that's right, that's right. and just like the, yeah, they roll up on him. Yeah, and he's up in the library. He's got like a bulletproof vest on under his suit, um, and like Ernie. I actually thought he got <laughs> shot. They shoot him. Yeah, and he goes down, and I was like, oh, they shot him. They killed the substitute. Yeah. It's over. But then he got back Psych. up. And like, he got back up like the Terminator. Yeah, he throws like four <laughs> kids out a window. He literally throws four people out of a win- out of a like a third story window, and they all survive. Yeah, Ernie Hudson is they like, hit like the straight ground. They just yeah. hit the ground, and they all survive. Ernie Hudson is trying to like set him up to get killed, or at least get out of his school, but that keeps failing. Uh, so yeah, then he finally fires him, but Daryl Sherman, who is the the I guess the only other teacher that we meet in this movie. He's the he's the black dude from Showgirls. Yeah, he is. And he's in this movie. <laughs> you know, like, Shale has evidence, you know, against Roley, and he tries to tell him, and then Sherman goes all, 
Cosby was going to buy NBC on him. And you know, he's like, his third <laughs> eye opens and he's like, you're just trying to take a good black man down. Like he used to be a cop. I can't believe you would ever like, even like insinuate that he would be involved in something like that. Cause I guess Role is also, isn't he running for like political office too? Isn't that like his next move? I think uh, after this. Yeah, maybe. I think I heard that. So you know, he gets all up in arms about it. But then after school one day, he and one of the students are, I guess he's like tutoring her or something. And they're like going to leave. But the school has been locked down because Rolay is dealing drugs and they yeah. they kind of see it, you know, and now they're they're trying to <laughs> escape. So the one girl escapes, but uh, Sherman gets caught. And Kramer, describe what happens to him as he's trying to run away. <laughs> He tries to run away and he makes some noise so the gang members follow him and they follow him into the gym and he <laughs> climbs the climbing rope instead of like looking for the exit. <laughs> he climbs the climbing rope. I don't think he's trying to get to a window at the top or anything. There's no window at the top. He doesn't. No. There's none of that. No. So he climbs the rope to the midpoint. And of course, the drug dealers and Rolay, they're like, yo, what's good? Where are you going? And he's like. I'm not going to take any more of this crap from you guys anymore. And then Mark Anthony sees another rope that's just right next to him. Yeah. He climbs the other rope. And then in a wide shot, the big dude, <laughs> the big dude in the gang pulls the ropes together. <laughs> and Mark Anthony takes a knife out of nowhere <laughs> and stabs him in the wrist. Yep. And then he falls down. And then Roley is like, Wastes no time, shoots him in the back twice, and he's dead. Yep. The guy he just defended, yep. he just gets literally shot in the back. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, this movie is like it's it's not subtle, but it's no. not it's not po it's not like poetic. No. Either. It doesn't mean to be poetic. Yeah. After that, a couple of like random things happen. Uh, you can help me place these in some kind of order, but like sure. So so he gets fired. All of that happens. Sherman gets killed. The girl and this kid, Jerome, who is like just the 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 one black kid who's trying to do the right thing in the school. You know, I think he was also like a gang member of some sort, but got got turned to the good side. Because, turned around when he saw them Vietnam scars. Yeah. And so like <laughs> he um, he and the girl, I think they get kidnapped at a certain point. Like. You're you're skipping a couple things. Okay. Well, because because um, first, Role basically orders a hit on, yeah, Shale, right? That and like part. the he's he's his car gets blown up. He's no, he's just driving one <laughs> night, <laughs> and the guys pull up right beside him and shoot him in the car, Damn. and he can't control the wheel anymore, and he goes crashing into an RV, <laughs> like through an <laughs> RV. In a, like the messiest, unpretty <laughs> car crash you've ever seen in a movie, like the car ends up ha- like sideways yeah. in the in the RV. It doesn't even fully crash through it. I bet the stunt people were like disappointed <laughs> that day. Um, so that happens. Yeah, and they assume he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then the girl and Jerome get kidnapped, right? And then he's yes. got to he's got to go to Juan's. Like Juan, who is Mark Anthony, is like. Holding them hostage is is Jane also hostage too, or is she, yes, okay. And then you know she makes a miraculous comeback. Well, she's on crutches, so she really ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um, but he manages to like shoot 
Oh, I mean, he kills he kills Mark Anthony and he kills uh, Mark Anthony at the house, and then like doesn't he give that girl a speech about like doing something better with her life? I think I remember that too. I I think I went out for popcorn. <laughs> um, but then after that, it's it's all about this showdown that's about to happen at the school where you know this mercenary team is going to go up against these drug dealers and uh, yeah. Eddie Hudson. And so they roll up to the school at night, if I remember correctly, and Ernie Hudson's, you know, in the middle of a drug deal and they try to ambush them. But it's like this really chaotic, messy sequence of just like each each of the members of the team have kind of like sectioned off to fight another member of their respective drug dealing gang. Yeah. And so very lots of predator energy. Yeah. Like predator platoon. Those movies, right. lots of that energy in this final sequence. And so, you know, we're getting intercut sequences of them all fighting each other. Everybody dies. Everybody uh, dies. Louis Guzman gets shot, but then takes out his killer with a grenade right. on the roof of the school. Somebody shoots a rocket launcher in the school. Like, the school gets fucked up. Like they're just The school gets, is a war zone at the end of the sequence. It's just everybody's shooting guns and, like, blowing shit up. Eventually, Shale and Ernie Hudson have a showdown. and. You know, Ernie Hudson's just like, fuck you, basically. <laughs> like, you know, he goes down <laughs> regretting nothing. You know what I mean? He's just, yeah, he's just yeah. out here, just just bad to the end, uh, but he, he eventually gets killed too. And so it's. He gets knocked out with like a, what, a knuckle to, like, his, probably breaks his yeah. nose or shoves his nose bone <laughs> into his brain. And he dies. He's, he's, he's just assumed dead. Yes. And, and uh yeah and then they just shale and one of the other members of the team just walk out joey of the six. school joey six walk out, of, name. walk out of the school and in more like it's the morning it's the next day like they have been shooting yeah. and killing each other all night all night and they just leave i assume school is about to start soon <laughs> Well, the bullet-ridden walls of their school. The principal's like dead crumbling. in the yeah, in the middle of the hallway. Principal's dead in the hallway. Um, and they just have this very odd conversation about like we should do this again. Like we should go to another school and like. Yeah, they have a conversation long enough to say the word retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Over the credits, by the way, the credits are rolling and they're still talking. And that's this movie. Uh, this movie is bad. And we we did not do justice to how wild so many of these scenes are i will say the chaotic nature of like what we just described does feel like how this movie portrays the series of events right yeah. because like think of that first 30 minutes it's like mercenary guys they're in cuba now they're in florida cut to the school mm-hmm. it's a woman she's like talking shit to mark anthony and he's like yeah, i'm gonna fucking kill you and then turns out that tom berenger is her girl her boyfriend they kind of live together and then before like the next scene after that is like she gets kneecapped on the beach yeah. and he happens to be there just, just around whack fight ensues right. ensues and then at the hospital he's like you know what i'm gonna substitute for you and take this whole <laughs> shit down that's the first 30 minutes of this movie yes. and you have been whipped around at breakneck speed also there was a giant fart that got ripped <laughs> do you remember that do you remember yes. that the the guy the mercenary guy the guy that's um 
gonna pay them to do the mercenary job that they're watching the crappy video with because he's got a, when a they, fiber issue or what was the line yeah he's eating a high fiber diet so when <laughs> the two people leave he rips a fart that is 80 yard to death <laughs> Just the loudest, most raucous, nasty sound. And you're like, that's in this movie? Again, three people wrote this movie. And all I have to <laughs> they say They all is... confirmed that that was a good enough laugh to keep in the final draft. <laughs> you know, I, I can't really... For real? Like, really... what did you... What? What is this? It's, it's a mess. It's such, like, macho white man bullshit. Mm. <laughs> well, before we go any further, let's just... Get Tevin out the way there. Uh, yeah. Look. <laughs> yeah, let me take off my hoodie. This shit got me hot. Like, what the fuck is this? So here, here's what I want to talk about. Because The Principal is a crazy movie, right? And, yes. you know, if you've listened to the episode, if you've seen the movie, these movies have very similar energy in that, you know, white dude comes into school corrects behavior with just wanton violence <laughs> against teenagers he's turning it around and not only are they the hero of the movie right not only are we supposed to sympathize with and root for them but at the same time like it's it's this is a this is a fantasy that i think a lot of white <laughs> men of a certain age of a certain age, exactly, yes. Have, right? Of like I if if only I was there, right? Like I mean, we talked <laughs> about this, you know, in terms of like mass shootings, no. in terms of like, you know, like terrible tragic chaotic events and like the response is always like, well, if I was there, I would have it wouldn't have gone down like that. And it's like, no, it would have gone exactly the way that it went, you know, like not to call attention to a very tragic situation but like that school shooting in florida Mm. not that long ago where everybody was like you know coming down on the security guard who had a gun who ran away you know what i mean yeah but it's like yeah because people were shooting <laughs> like it's you know like you you think they had guns in a school setting yes like you think that you would do x y and z and that you would lay down your life and like all this other stuff if you were there but like when when bullets are real and guns are real and people are shooting for real and they're shooting to kill like their objective is to kill whoever like it's not like right they're they're coming for a specific person or like anybody who comes into their path can and will get shot right like there's no way that you think that you know what you would do in that situation, unless you are literally a trained soldier who has been trained to do that. You like that's your your overall goal and like objective, and like you are trained to go into active combat with somebody. Yeah. No matter, I and mean, we we're going to talk about this more in depth. But like, Cameron before we got on was bringing up Detroit uh, combat guy who self defense guy. <laughs> Yeah, and it's got this movie has a lot of that energy, right? Of like the, fir- the fight on the Miami beach is exactly yes. that move where he's like, "Here's how you take care of six people at once," and then he just pushes one, and then like like touch pushes all the other guys in circles around yes. him, as if they're not gonna like gang up on him and destroy him. It's got it's got that energy of just like, yeah, this is what because 
everything about what Tom Berenger is doing in this movie, right, <laughs> is one like it's it's so unbelievable, right? So like the thing about the principle that is still an issue for me, besides everything about it, is like <laughs> Jim Belushi. I know, you know, I heard the argument of, you know, old man strength was a legitimate thing and like yeah, yeah. Dealing with teenagers, I I yes, I do believe that if it was just coming down to could Jim Belushi yoke up a 17-year-old? Sure, right. <laughs> could Jim Belushi fight for I mean, they're not teenagers in this in the movie. You know, they're grown ass. Oh men. yeah, this movie is filled with 30-year-old teenagers. But like could Jim Belushi fight four teenagers at once? Probably not, right? Like, probably... I'm gonna go with definitely not. Get his ass kicked, right? In the movie, Jim Belushi's character is literally just middle-aged white dude who gets into fights and bars, right? In this movie, <laughs> Tom Berenger's character is like a mercenary, marine, like, ex-Vietnam soldier, yada, yada, yada. Right. But he fights like... <laughs> <laughs> like that, somebody who that learned how to he took a self-defense class at the ymca right like he's like <laughs> he's got nothing about what he's doing is believable right so like all these fight sequences which are i mean everything about this movie is done terribly but like are shot terribly choreographed <laughs> terribly and like yeah there's sh he, everything's shot in the wide so you can yeah. see there's no like close-ups for the kicks or yeah. close-ups for the punches Everything is like you can see both full human bodies, and it's him, right? Like it's not. A, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a stunt double for some of the stuff, but like a lot of those fights are him, yeah. doing the worst, very karate? slow karate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I even every kick you can see the wind up in the pitch. Yeah, you know? and the dude <laughs> like he's fighting has to sell it like he just got knocked the fuck out you know what i mean like, like ruined you know and so and like it's a big dude right like he fights that Actually, dude twice and like yeah he, and they call him the indian which I know. Oh, yeah he, yeah well we're gonna yeah. get to something else in a second here but <laughs> but they like later in the movie they even say like uh his mercenary friend that betrays him he shoots a guy behind him yeah. that's coming up on tom baron he's like blam i got him for you because all that stupid karate bullshit <laughs> you're doing he says it so the movie is commenting on I it, but know. I'm like, what? But you're having him do it. Yeah. Like he's a hero, like he's Hercules. So, I mean, that's part of the issue, right? The second part of the issue is, like, I just, the, the whole sequence about, you know, everybody, let's look at each other's bullet wounds. And, what and, is, what and was all that? that? But, like, the fact that he's, like, like glorifying the vietnam war right like he's just like his class i don't know what he's teaching but it just devolves into him telling vietnam war stories you know what i mean like it just it's just him <laughs> sitting around recalling horrible incidents that happened in vietnam and like calling it an education right so like he goes up to the board and he just writes <laughs> vietnam on the board and i literally expected the movie to like him to like stop mid t <laughs> and just like have a war flashback right there on site but like th so the fact that the kids like but this is like painted as beneficial like this is helping the kids right like he's a good teacher and and there's a point in the movie where jane and him are talking and like he's 
he's like, I forget what she says to him. Oh, no, this is what he says. He was like, you know, the craziest thing happened uh, in class the other day. You know, I turned around and they were listening. You know what I mean? Like they were listening to me. And I was just like, get the fuck out of here. You know, like he's not, I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to believe about him, but he is not somebody that I think any teenagers, specifically teenagers of the persuasion that they're trying to paint these kids as would even for a second be like, yeah, this dude has information that I need. You know, like this dude is going to like, he just comes off as like, you know, not to stereotype because Vietnam was terrible and like terrible things happened to people there. But mm-hmm. like he is just telling crazy Vietnam stories in class and they're like, he's spitting like this dude, you know, like <laughs> gets like gets me. You know what I mean? Like his Vietnam War stories are parallel to my life as a gangbanger in Miami, I guess, is what <laughs> we're, like, we're supposed what? to take away from that, which is wild. I mean, I was a high schooler once and I feel like if I was having a tough week and the substitute teacher came in and was like, fam, remember Agent Orange? And I'm like, no, but I'll listen. <laughs> like, I would be like, all right, what you got? I mean, I, I guess if he's not going to give you a test, you know, that's preferable to right. something See, else. But like, like a high schooler. Yeah, but just like, can we watch a movie, though? Like, I don't <laughs> listen to you talk. This is better than a movie. He's got the movie in his head, man. <laughs> I would just be, I'd be scared that, I mean, after watching him phys- the, physically assault two of my classmates. Right. I'm about to say, he just broke Louise's arm over here for talking smack to him. I just, and then he paused mid writing Vietnam on my chalkboard. And I definitely want to hear what's going on in that. I, I would be terrified to go to that class after that. Like that. <laughs> who knows what he's Yo, Mr. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Smith for English. He's, he's crazy. Wild. Um, but so so there's that part of it too right where it's just like oh the violence and like all the things that he's doing to these kids are is it's not just necessary they deserve it <laughs> and, and but he's also like doing a net good of like turning their lives around via he is getting the drugs out of bullshit the school. is that he's doing right i guess um so that's crazy and then like <laughs> <laughs> the the last thing about it that's just w- wild to me is the negative chemistry between uh Tom Berger oh. and uh Dan Venora, who is like I don't understand what is happening. This is the least defined relationship in the movie, but also the most central relationship to the movie because you right. never it is quite under- <laughs> it's the central relationship yeah you know ne- but the movie seems to be making up the terms of it as it goes making up the terms of it and like discarding it and bringing it back into focus whenever it's seemingly whenever it needs right? i think it's 45 minutes in or maybe a full hour in before you before she even says oh i met him in like malaysia or wherever yeah. the fuck and uh yeah we just started seeing each other off and on like that's that's way after you've yeah. seen them in the apartment together like it looks like they live together no yeah well because yo rolls up out of <laughs> like out the blue like doesn't he just show up at her apartment like in the elevator like 
She's driving home from that day at school where she broke up the fight with yeah. Mark Anthony, and she's afraid that the the homeboys are coming for her, yeah, coming for her. And she's in the parking lot of her building, and she's like, "Oh, where are they? Uh, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared." And then the elevator opens up, but you see the reverse angle first, yeah. And she's like, "Oh my god!" But then they reveal that it's Shale in the elevator, and that they're in a relationship, yeah. And that's like a full 30, 40 minutes into the movie. Yes. And so like we, <laughs> we keep coming back to this relationship. And it's baffling to me because like again, negative chemistry, right? Like there's nothing believable about these two people as adults in a relationship, but also like his whole de- <laughs> his whole deal is like I am I'm going to I'm going to avenge you. You know, I'm going to get revenge right. for you. But he doesn't really seem to like care about her that much. You know what I mean? So like No, he, he seems to care more about like the mercenary life. Yes. than anything. So his whole like agenda in the movie is also a lie because like you're supposed to believe that like he's doing this for I guess altruistic reasons, but like really it just seems like he found a reason to fuck some shit up like it was just like yeah <laughs> but it's funny because he also turned down an opportunity to fuck shit up with the farty guy yeah but then the farty guy i guess is working for Roley. is the, i mean that's yeah he's really... working for ernie hudson yeah and so i guess he would have been involved in this shit one way or the other but it's just like what a weird confluence of just things thrown together yeah. to to make a movie allegedly uh <laughs> yeah it's like they're supposed to be the main couple you rarely ever see them together and yeah, she's got a broken leg like yeah. most of the time you see her yeah and kind of just doesn't really do much of anything other than participate in one of the worst makeout sequences i've seen in the movie Ugh. in a long time i was cringed to see them uh, kiss they don't look they look like they're acting in separate movies when they're together yes because Diane Venora is doing this thing where she's like the upbeat, kind of like lively person. She's excitable. You know, she has a positive outlook on life, even though she teaches at this crazy high school. Yeah. And Tom Berenger is just like frowns all day. Like, yeah. I don't smile. Right. I throw shurikens at the wall <laughs> when I'm bored. <laughs> That's for real. Like, yeah. <laughs> you meet him. There's a scene you meet him and he fucking... Got shurikens on the low, just chilling. And then they put their lips together, and it's just like a brush fire is about to break out because it's the driest. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> ashy, just unmoisturized. Oh, God. Um, well, Not a chapstick in sight. Yeah, let's let's quickly transition to this. Bang, uh... bang, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's What this movie's really about. They certainly are. So this is... All like we like we talked about all of these movies, the principal dangerous minds one eight seven this movie are mm. in a like group of wow, Brack and brown teenagers are maybe the scariest thing you'll ever encounter in your life you know what <laughs> I mean? a hundred percent they paint it as if like he's li- i mean again, it's like he's literally going into a war zone right like he's like he's he oh yeah. Th- to to change the situation it would necessitate 
a soldier of fortune. You know what I mean? Like just like Dang- Dangerous Minds wishes it could. <laughs> Cause like these kids are on some extra shit. Like the first time you see them, they're like, uh they wilding out in the hallways. Right. Uh they calling him a nigga to his face. Can we like, talk yeah, can we briefly talk about I don't know from what persuasion whether these kids are Cuban or whether these kids are Puerto Rican oh, or yeah, like what's yeah. going on, but there's a lot of nigger coming out of theirs and <laughs> yeah, coming out of not black mouths. <laughs> and I'm just again, three white people wrote this movie, and so yes. I'm I'm just wondering like who made that decision because it's not a one time thing. Like it's a it's a multiple time thing that keeps happening. I, the first time they fight, uh, they're going like, yo, fuck him up, nigga. Yeah, that nigga called you something to your face. Called you blah, blah, blah. And none of those people are black. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just like, I'm, uh, my jaw was on the floor. I like my, I, my neck snapped. I was like, what? Who said? And what? And this is a whole other conversation about who can and who can't. Yes. Right. Whatever. Right. You know, I've listened to my share of Fat Joe records. <laughs> like, I get it. I understand. <laughs> But also, like, but yeah, I mean, this movie doesn't understand anything about the black experience. No, <laughs> it doesn't understand anything about the black experience. And like, I think that is simply in the movie because that's what they think those kids do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it's just vernacular. It's just yeah. like, as far as these three screenwriters are concerned, yeah. it's just vernacular. They're just like, oh, yeah. Street toughs say nigger. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Throw it, can we get another nigger in there? I don't. I don't think there's a. I don't think you've said it enough. You know, really. Yeah, you know that script ain't got no A in it. It's an <laughs> ER every time. You really got to sell it for the audience. Um, <laughs> Twenty takes on that scene. Yeah. So, like, it's another situation where every teenager in this movie is thirty years old. Yes. Mark Anthony's a full-grown human sitting in the back of an art history class. And, like, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's Jerome, who is... Jerome, the black kid who wants to to be better. Who starts out, yeah, he starts out tough and then kind of comes around to whatever this bullshit is. To the point where he's, like, teaching the class by the end of it. And I mean, all those kids are like, Trump, oh, sit, no. sit the fuck down, dog. Like, nobody's listening to your ass. Such a dumbass down. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know who won World War II. Such a dumbass down. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, everybody in the class was just like, man, shut your bitch ass up. Nobody's trying to hear that. Dog. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you. Um, but very so- And they try to play it as like a triumphant moment, too. He's like, all right, guys. I'm teaching today yeah. in honor of Mr. Smith. <laughs> Pouring out for Mr. Smith. Open your yeah, textbooks right. to Paige. Oh, that's right, because they thought he was dead. Yeah. They thought he was dead at that moment. But, I mean, it's similar to the principal in that the principal also has another black student become mascot and best friend of, you know, <laughs> white white savior teacher. To, There's always one. Yeah. The girl in Dangerous Minds. Right. To be the example of like, oh no, like they're doing the right thing. Like they're, they are reaching the children, even though all they're doing is committing violence against the children. You know what I mean? Like there's no, nothing that Shale does in this movie, like communicates empathy or like understanding or desire to bet. You know what I mean? It's like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't count out his showing of his (laughs) multiple Vietnam wounds. 
That's a moment of empathy. I they both share that moment. Yes, so. <laughs> this is my stab wound, and then Jerome and his friends go, hey, I got stabbed. I was too. also stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, there. He has that brief moment where he's just like, yeah, and they were listening to me. But like, that also seems more in the line of like, look how great I am. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, <laughs> I don't even have a teaching degree. You know, like, your job is so easy. You know, like the kids. And just, I'm going in and acing yeah, this I'm shit. Just, I'm just pulling this out my ass every day and they're listening to me. So like, what were you doing before where they were threatening to murder you? Teaching them <laughs> history. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I... Every time I watch these movies, you know, it's it's wild to me to see just how flagrantly racist and stereotypical all of the kids in these movies are painted to be because oh yeah. There's not one in any of the movies that we watch that is like that's an actual child, you know what I mean? Like and not even literally right. like an actual child, but no, like no, no. also like that's we're we're coming at this situation with any semblance of nuance or understanding or because i mean i don't believe that any of these schools are real places no. you know like they might as well be actually high school high yeah i mean like what you're describing is almost like you know the the kids that are locked up in rikers but like all yeah, like yeah. all of them you know like every single kid in the school is like <laughs> a criminal of some sort well, it's like, I feel like every one of these movies, like, the the teacher walks in, and they just, like, you have that shot of them walking down the, the locker-lined hall. Somebody's got a boombox. You know, somebody's got a boombox. <laughs> somebody's dapping another dude up. Yeah. You know, somebody might be doing drugs. Or, somebody's rapping. You know. You know somebody's everybody's <laughs> rapping. Yo, they were rapping! Yeah. In, in this movie, everybody, they were always, rapping. Always. He literally spit, like, a 16. Yeah. Oh my god. But it's like fuck this movie. <laughs> like one completely failing to understand that like the reason the schools are like this is because you've cut all the funding from these schools on purpose intentionally to like Oh yeah, there's no investigation or like um trying to interrogate the actual issues that make these situations these situations. Yeah. It's just and actually, this gets into a point that I was going to make, yeah. which was as when I started the movie, I was like, oh, this might not be a white savior movie. This might just be mm. white nonsense existing. <laughs> and then I was like, no, 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 no. This is what they do every time. Mm -hmm. You got a high school full of black and brown teenagers yep. doing rapping and rapping, <laughs> hanging out with boomboxes and rapping, rapping the raps and selling the drugs. And... The white man comes in and he looks down these hallways. He's like shocked at what he sees. He's like, oh my God, how does a high school function like this? It's up to me to shoot. I mean, save these children. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but that's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. Like almost like clockwork in these movies. I mean, the principal, yeah. sure. Right. Threw him out of, out of windows. Michelle Pfeiffer just couldn't throw them out of windows, you know? That's all. That's the only... Well, she she karate them in the beginning. She was like... Oh, she did? Yeah. <laughs> What's up with white people's obsession with karate? I like? don't know. I mean, ask Steven Seagal. You know what I mean? He's got that on lock. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like, so none of these movies are, are actually getting to the root of why schools are like this. But even more so, like, the kids that attend these schools, like... The, fail to understand that one for some of these kids like this is the only place i get to eat today you know what i mean this is like the place that i get to go 
even with all the craziness that might be going on, it's not like all these kids come from like terrible broken homes that are just like, you know, the, the worst sure, some places. people are in those schools circumstantially, sure. Yeah, but like, you know, even just school being a place where like I can be around my peers in a somewhat safe environment, like we can get away from whatever it is that's happening around me, you know, and yeah. like, it's not necessarily like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, f- fuck school, you know, it's the worst place ever, you know, I never want to go, you can't make me go, like, why, but why would you want to go to a school like that, you know what I mean, like, I think people often are like, yeah, you know, like, these kids are, are, are terrible, and they're disrespectful, and, you know, like, they need, they need discipline, but it's like, you know, the textbooks you give them are from, you know, 1982, like, they don't right. have any new school equipment like you know this very well the schools here in baltimore often didn't have heat or didn't have air conditioning (laughs) you know what i mean like kids are wearing their winter coats inside during school you know what i mean yes and but they keep coming to school you know (laughs) like they're not like no i'm not going to show up you know so like even through all these adverse conditions that you purposefully put them in you know what i mean because like you could reallocate all that money that you're giving to the police and some other yep. things and put it into education. Give these kids some textbooks or a computer yeah, or whatever the for hell. For sure. Like, like my Where's the where's the kid in the library shootout that's actually trying to study for his <laughs> history exam? Like you there's a, that's the thing. I think this movie is cuz even though like it's it's an action movie. Oh, like, yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, it's it's definitely an action movie. We are ripping this shit apart, but it is on its face exactly what it means to oh, be, yeah. which is straight up uh, macho action movie yeah but it could definitely use like a scene of like i don't know like i don't know maybe principal role like (laughs) happens across a couple of kids who are studying you know happen to be just be studying or you know trying to do some good in school like what um glenn Plummer, the the other black teacher at the school teaches drama (laughs) i would love to know who the fuck is in the drama club (laughs) what's that drama club looking like are they doing raisin in the sun what's going on (laughs) like (laughs) i want to know like well it's i know it's an action movie it's only concerned about the drug running but like you know if they're gonna be in a school do school shit (laughs) well because the thing about what's what's happening (laughs) in general at this school in all schools in these movies is like it's they're all presented in a way that i mean dehumanizes all the kids right like puts them into like a stereotypical box but then also like never acknowledges that none of this is their fault right like all a lot of it is put back onto them of like man can you like can you imagine teaching at this school with these kids like in these conditions hmm. and it's like i mean did the kids ask for any of this you know what i mean like you're making it seem <laughs> as if like the school is this way because the kids are so bad and not the reverse yeah of that. it's like a it's like a prison yeah, right. you know it's like a bad situation because yeah. the people who go there are bad people for sure well i you know i mean i was reading this book uh 400 souls which is like a book that kind of traces um black history from you know the inception of black people coming to america and being brought to america um Mm -hmm. you know through 2019 i think is where it cuts off um but like there was a part 
that they were discussing where these parents like during you know in a school integration were very upset and like filed a lawsuit against the city they were in because what the solution to separate but equal was was we were they were going to use a abandoned uh pow building like from world war ii <laughs> where they were like keeping you know nazi prisoners like they were going to repurpose that old dilapidated building into a school for their kids and they're like so nice. you're literally gonna send our kids to a pow camp and call it a school <laughs> you know what I mean? they're like that's the level of like we don't give a fuck about any of these children and so like what's the least that we can put into this and still legally yeah, call it a school right and Jesus still legally be <laughs> you know what i mean yo, and so th- i'm with no name fuck a billionaire <laughs> yo. like what the hell that's fucking crazy so, but that's the kind of shit that you know if these movies took just a second to really investigate what was going on like the level of corruption it's it's not even because even like the drug dealers and the you know whatever else we're supposed to view as like the real evil in the situation is like yeah but what Mm. about like the local legislators and like the people who have the actual power to change any of this (laughs) but still continuously say uh i don't know like what if we put money into like some goofy shit that nobody really needs you know like that's the real corruption of all of this and yet like who's getting beat up and shot but the black and brown kids that go to the school right like that's i mean this movie is coming at it from all angles because it's not just the kids now yeah it's also like the adults like right you got ernie hudson is the principal of this school and he's running the drugs and the guns directly through the bitch (laughs) like right the what there's just a massive pile of cocaine in the school basement under <laughs> a board well it- also by the way that like sidebar when uh the the fight scene at the end of the movie um somebody throws a small grenade in that pile of cocaine and yes. it explodes <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the fight continues to happen yes. in a room just dusty with cocaine and i'm like how are these people not having like brain hemorrhages I, while they're fighting each other? Well, <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, the movie would be at least 10% cooler if during that fight, they all just like started tweaking out and just like, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. No, I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, you know what? Hold up. Sit down. I got an idea for a movie first. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I think we, we touched on something that I do want to bring up here because, um, you know, we, have talked about a lot of different people in this movie, but there's one person that we need to talk about in particular, and that is Ernie Hudson, because yeah, we were looking at this man's IMDb before he came yeah. on. Let me tell <laughs> oh you right now. <laughs> this nigga opened up the Black Acting School. I feel yeah, he's the valedictorian of the Black Acting School. Like I yeah, feel like A plus like to drop. I I feel like Funk Flex. Like I feel like I just want to like keep hitting that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> because if you didn't know ernie hudson has been working consecutively for damn near 50 years like it's every year since 1976 <laughs> he's in something he's in a movie he's in something he's in a tv show he's working consistently like has never stopped we were looking for a His... gap there's no gaps he's just working 
His second credit was a Dolomite movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was on the gate like, I'm into this wild shit, boy. Let's go. He was coming with it. And he is the best part of this movie. You know what I mean? Like, Yes. By, like, by a far margin, too, actually. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like, it's like hindsight's 2020. Because like, now <laughs> thinking about it, like, he's crazy talking this movie. Yes. He well, The scene that he introduces himself as the principal, he says, oh, my God. This scene is perfect by the way <laughs> he, he says you know i, I rule this school. i run this school with an iron fist i had the kids uh every year in shop class make me one of these and he pulls out like a fraternity paddle yeah with the school uh crest emblazoned on it and then he says yeah at the assembly at the beginning of the year every year i like to give the kids a little demonstration and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> I was like, hold on, every pause, pause the movie, stop the movie. And then instead of what I thought it was going to be, he just punched the paddle in half. He was wild. I mean, he was, he, the scene where he kills Glenn Plummer. Oh, oh yeah. The, the rope. Yeah. And then. I mean, cause he's cold blooded. Like back. he is, like we were talking, I mean, everybody in this movie is in a different movie than everybody else. Yeah. But, yes. Yes. But he is, I mean, he's playing this role as as straight as one can play a character oh, like this. Oh, yeah. But he's he's enjoying it. I mean, he's sinking his teeth into it. I don't know how many times Ernie Hudson has been the villain in a thing, but like I would I would like to see more of it, you know, if it hasn't happened. Because I think he's definitely got the perfect like B movie action villain. Because he's like he's not overacting, you know what I mean? Like he's doing that thing. No, he's doing it pretty straight he's doing that thing movie. like uh if you remember courtney b vance and and dangerous minds where he's like i yeah. i don't raise my voice above here you know what i mean like, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean that, like, that's how you know you fucked up right because like i'm i'm this is how i'm going to talk to you no matter what you know and like he until the very end where he was just like wilding out uh no, he's yeah, he plays it perfectly because you know, for part of the movie you're supposed to believe that he's the nice principal who like, you know, just there's there's trouble at his school and he's doing his best to kind of hold on. And then he makes the turn where it's like, no, he's the villain, and then he kind of just leans into that a thousand percent. And like, even though it's like the obvious twist, oh, yeah. I still was like, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I was actually like, Oh shit. Well, I was I was pleasantly surprised in the sense of like up to that point, I was like, man, they're just going to waste Ernie Hudson. Like, he's just going to be, you know, like... Yeah, he'll be a casualty of all yeah, this. Yeah, he's just going to be side character, you know. Because, like, Mark Anthony is, like, doing Mark Anthony stuff. But, like, it's not a great performance by any means. But, like... No. If he yeah. was the only villain of the movie, like, it would have been much worse than it was. But because Ernie Hudson, like, was able to you know step in and kind of like carry a lot of that i think he right. made the movie a lot better than it again tom berenger is dry as hell so you know this is like he's the, <laughs> like ernie hudson's the one acting in the movie like he's the one who's yeah, like you do the you do this drier than a club cracker <laughs> this, this, this movie gets a lot of mileage out of his oh, frowny face yeah well let's let's talk about at least for me, there's one last thing I want to discuss about this movie, which sure. is just, it was throwing me off the whole time that we were watching the film. This movie takes place in Miami. This movie takes place in 1996. 
the soundtrack is all West Coast rap. It's oh, wild yeah, to yeah. me that there is no you don't have to play two live crew, but like <laughs> there's no like drum and bass. There's no like even, you know, like the inklings of a trick daddy or like any yeah. of like the Miami stuff that was going on at the time. Like it's it's like Mac Ten and like other yeah. like West Coast rap. And I'm just like It's priority records. Yeah. Uh, I think the credit song is Tupac. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's just like another example of you just don't give a shit and we're all interchangeable black people, right? You know yeah. I mean? Like, because I don't know how, sure, like uh, one or two songs, right? Specifically, if like this is a hit song, right? Like we're going to play sure. you know, whatever. The whole soundtrack, though, is just West Coast G Funk. West rap. Coast rap. And I'm just like, what's going on like at a certain point you gotta at least make some effort right like there's you know like mix it up a little bit throw something else in there but it's like there's one like latino rap song in there i guess i remember like there's a master p song that's the south <laughs> <laughs> y'all can't see the look you gave me all right you know i mean shout out master p but i'm just saying like that definitely threw me off throughout the movie because i was just like this yeah it it definitely because it's trying to paint a picture like the movie is more trying to it's like it's like it's vibes yeah the movie is vibes more so than it is like trying to tell any specific type of story you know yeah well because i mean that's the thing like that music invokes a very specific imagery but I'm looking at Miami you know oh, what I sure. mean so like I, you, you got me thinking about South Central you got me thinking about you know Boys in the Hood and like you know Menace to Society and all these other movies that are coming out in a similar time period but I'm watching this movie and I mean it's not even close to those movies but also like Miami has its own thing going on that you easily could have just pulled from and like oh, yeah. done that but instead you were like I don't know like <laughs> 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 they're all this all this sounds this all this hip-hop sounds the same to me like we'll just throw this on here and nobody will know the difference well let's see the movie was produced by a man named maury eisenman sure. and jim Steele. okay so i'm a i'm a go on a limb and say neither of those guys are black <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna Someone out there on that limb agree with you there um <laughs> was there anything else about the movie itself that you wanted to to talk about i mean it, it really doesn't warrant a whole bunch yeah. of like dissection honestly no. but it is like it's just wild it's just yeah it's like <sighs> black people don't do this black people don't <laughs> write like wild ass <laughs> movies about what they think white culture is like like we don't <laughs> we don't write movies about like i don't fucking no country clubs yeah. or like can you, what can you imagine conversations can you imagine a movie where carl weathers infiltrates like a, a like, like a prep school <laughs> <laughs> like a beverly hills prep club <laughs> like a country club or a prep school He's gotta take down the insider trading going on and the uh... <laughs> yeah <laughs> these kids are selling these fake nfts and, <laughs> and carl weathers is like i've had enough the bullshit <laughs> He starts killing kids, <laughs> throwing them out of windows. <laughs> yeah, like black people don't do shit like this. Yet no. white people insist and persist yeah. in writing movies about like, oh, th- th- just 
the downtrodden people of color in these neighborhoods. Like they need to be lifted up or like somebody needs to take the drugs out of this community or by force you know, though, right? Like it's not by, like yeah. you know, with with care and consideration, but like literally we're gonna fuck Brute you force. up until you stop doing or until you're dead, until you're just not around anymore. You know what I mean? Like not even. Well, let me see. Like how many of his students died before the end of the movie? Like four. A couple of them, and like he. I mean, he was beating the shit out of just a lot of random right. kids. You know, just like imagine you went to school on Monday, right? And your substitute was like, "What? Well, when did the War of eighteen twelve happen?" And somebody was like, "Suck my dick." Yeah. And then on Tuesday, he came in and you tried to suck my dick joke again, but then he, like, broke your hand yeah, instead. You know, they, <laughs> he just went upside your head with, like, a... Well, because, I mean, I guess the last thing I'll say about right? it, and it, it is, I don't know, like, I'm sure it was also happening at the time, but, I mean, it's become a more stark reality in, in present days of just, like, the literal actual violence that does happen to black kids in school at the hands of like police or like, you know, the in-school security or whoever, where it's just like, you know, adults actually putting hands on children, you know, and like, right. In a way that's quote unquote disciplinary, but also like, you know, feels like, feels like it's done because they don't think anybody's going to have a problem with it right like there was there's mm-hmm. no other way to handle the situation other than slamming this child's head into a desk you know what I mean or like whatever other wild yeah. thing and th- these are the things that we've seen on video right like who knows I've seen it in real life right. I actually went to a white school and I'm seeing <laughs> it happen in real life you know <laughs> so who knows the amount of things that have happened that people just we don't know about because nobody's right. there to document it but like you know have a movie like this that's like celebrating violence against these kids when like it's an actual real thing that happens to kids on a regular basis you know specifically. on a regular basis in America yeah, yeah. definitely Every day, something like that happens yeah. in America. And again, there's people who are just like, yeah, that's my fantasy. Like, I want to go in there and, like, show these kids who's the boss, like, who's the man, you know? And, like, I... Right, me- there's this... It's it's this white, macho male fantasy yeah. of, like, you know, kicking the shit out of the kids who are d- doing the real dirt, right? Yeah. They're, like, selling the drugs and guns and mistreating people in the streets. And then, you know, it's up to john smith yeah. literally to walk up in here and say i've had enough i've, like, I've had enough out of here had enough of this smoking was talking to him smoking was smoking made that one for the white gays yeah, talking that talk um well this movie thankfully uh even though it it didn't do numbers numbers again we can only theorize that it was a financial success i have to imagine that it it made more than they thought it was gonna make like i don't know what the envision box office was for that but i you know it's more than i thought this movie i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the three sequels well so that follow this movie let's get into that so yeah the three sequels tell me that this first one was pretty much a success yeah well 
on all fronts. So before before we go there, we're gonna get around to um our favorites. You know, we're gonna <laughs> see see what this movie got in uh oh yeah from from Amazon, from IMDb, and from Rotten Tomatoes. So on IMDb we're again, not. if you had to guess, what would you say? The substitute has on IMDb. Yeah. All right, this is interesting because this movie is fucking bad. Yes, but I was entertained actually, okay. even though this movie is bad for my. It's like candy; it's not good for me. Uh, damn, I'm gonna say like a five. It's got a six, so a solid six. Um, that's above. Fuck yeah! How many reviews? Uh. 13,000. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a it lot. A lot. Uh, <laughs> so, if you go over to Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 42%, which that's that's where it needs to be. That's where it needs to be. I still feel like that's I feel like that's accurate. Kind of high. You know, I would I would say more in a 30%, but this movie's bad. Like it's it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like this is the kind of movie you get really high mm, yeah. <laughs> with your friends and you watch this bullshit. Yeah. Like, I felt like, you know, that's still too close to 50% for me. <laughs> 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 you're right. You're right. It's not, it's not good. No, it's not. And it's filled with like the dialogue is all action movie one liners. Uh, yeah. And I mean, there's a man who rips an open fart yeah. <laughs> in this movie. What? And doesn't he, uh, doesn't the substitute. Uh, confront that guy at a Hialeah yeah. stadium, yeah. which I've never seen what a Hialeah stadium looks yeah. like, but it looks really weird. It was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> By the way, Hialeah, for those who don't know, is a, it's like a, it's a legit sport. Yeah. It's, but it's like handball with a really weird like curved, uh, curved uh, scoop <laughs> arm that you use to throw the ball, yeah. and people are to it. I mean, it's you and know, peop- yeah, people like it. But I can- enough to build a stadium for right. it uh, in Miami, I guess. <laughs> in Miami, um, if you go to our favorite Amazon, it's sitting at a very respectable oh. four and a half stars. You know, I didn't quite get the five. <laughs> <laughs> that you would expect but as standard five yeah. so good god if we, if we look so there were some detractors yeah. if we look at the people who made this movie um directed by robert mandel not known for anything else really you know yeah i was about to say who's robert mandel he, he hasn't really done much of anything else like if you look at his just filmography like the thing that let's see he's most known for outside of this directing is Big Shots. I don't know if you're Big familiar Shots. with that movie. No. Um, it, of starring Eddie Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. From 1997. Why not? So, like, that was... Written by Joe Esterhaz, the guy who wrote yeah. Showgirls. So, that's... That's it. Like, that's kind of his big claim to fame. Sure. Everything else, he's done a lot of television. Um... Okay. Like the through line that you'll see with everybody in this movie is that they're no longer working. Like everybody's filmography <laughs> oh, stops no. after 2002, you know, for the most part. So 
Uh, well, except for except for your boy Ernie Hudson, oh, oh, who was well, just like impervious. I'm to talking about the people who made <laughs> never the movie. not working. The, the people in the movie. I mean, if we're talking about like we were saying this before, like Diane Venora, she was in Heat. She was in Bird. Yep. Uh, she was in just the year after this movie. She was in Romeo and Juliet. Um. Yeah, that's right. She's uh the queen captain you know so it's like she was doing a lot of stuff Luis guzman obviously still eating out here like he's doing a lot of stuff yeah never stop you know mark anthony was just in in the heights and like i'm sure he's been doing other things since then but like yeah the people behind this movie so rory frumkeys and rocco simonoli and alan ormsby like all kind of just fall off the cliff around 2001 screenwriter friends yeah so Here's here's what we'll talk about. First, I just want to read a little bit of this review from our our favorite uh <laughs> Roger Ebert who gave this film one yeah. star, which is like you know, he didn't do that often, right? Like that was kind of, But he didn't do it without right. purpose. You know what I mean? So like a one star from Ebert is like he meant that shit. That 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 came from <laughs> the the heart. And Basically, his root comes down to him saying, I'm so very tired of this movie. I see it at least once a month. The title changes, the actors change, and the superficial details of the story change. But it's always about exactly the same thing. Heavily armed men shooting at one another. Even the order of their deaths is preordained. First the extras die, then the bit players, and the featured actors. And finally, only the hero and the villain are left. Um, Yeah, that was this movie. And if I had to add one thing to that, I would say heavily armed white men shooting at each other. Right? Like that's, you know. Yeah. That's the quiet part. He knows yeah. better. Uh, <laughs> He's married to a black. He was married to a black woman. He knows better. Um, and then, I mean, another review just basically says that you know the, the substitute has its moments, but you know, it really just all of it falls into the, to the realm of high camp, right? And and that's why I enjoyed yeah. it. It, it's it campy. is campy. I don't know how self aware it is, but like it definitely yeah. is going for that. It's almost an eighties action movie set in the 90s you know yeah like it has that same like we said somebody shoots a rocket launcher in the school like there's a lot of big explosions and whatnot (laughs) going on at the end it's wild but like lots of jerry bruckheimer vibes going on here yeah so here's what we need to talk about because i think this is where you know this isn't a movie that won awards this isn't a movie that like you know had a big cultural impact but it had three sequels Right, which is just crazy to me that this they this came out and they were like, not only do we need to do this again, but <laughs> it needs to like it really needs to be a thing, right? And so a franchise. Let me just read the synopsis to these movies, right? Because like it if you watch the trailers, which I think you and me might do after this is done, and I'll I'll yeah, I'll post the trailers for people to watch on our Twitter. Like the second movie looks more offensive than this movie. Um, <laughs> the second movie. So here's the thing about the substitute. Tom Berenger does not come back. Right? He, he did the one and I. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. It's um, Treat, Treat Williams, Williams right? steps in as a different character. Right. So his, his character is named Carl Thomason. Oh, we get a whole different substitute. I think so. But it's also strange because um, Joey Six is back. So he knows Joey Six, though. Yeah. So, like, Joey Six is kind of the link between these two movies. And 
I guess it's insinuated that Shale and Jane are married now and like they're in the Peace Corps or some random shit like that. But sure. Anyways. Sure. Why not? <laughs> so the second the second movie is about Thomason going to the school because his brother is gunned down in an attempted carjacking. And then it's he basically just goes in and just fucks up everybody right like so he's like y'all killed my brother (laughs) so when you watch the trailer it's crazy the janitor is like his sidekick and they basically just like beat up everybody at the school and it's a it's an early (laughs) appearance from one bd wong bd wong is the oh yeah the like ultimate villain of the movie but like B.D. Wong's the villain yeah, in this Wong movie. Is the villain. He's the uh, gang chop shop op. Like he's he's the auto repair teacher who's running a, a chop shop out of the school. So that's the yeah. second one, which again, just based on the trailer, looks more offensive than the first one. Substitute three. Okay. <laughs> this trailer is is pure comedy, but the the basic <laughs> plot of the movie is that now, for whatever reason, Treat Williams is going to a college to expose a steroid abuse scandal with the college football team. And so he goes to this. They're trying to comment on shit now? I don't know. Uh, He goes there to, like, shut shit down because a teacher is attacked by, I guess, like a group of roided-up football players. (laughs) Um, Okay. Apparently... Treat Williams' character has earned a teaching degree, you know. So like now he's at this point you got yeah, to I mean, just like, off man hours alone. You I can't just be he... kicking ass uncredited <laughs> though, unaccredited. That's fucked up. But yeah, I mean, he comes in and he's just beating the shit out of. It's still because yes, they are in college, but these kids look forty. You know, what I mean, it's like it, every every. <laughs> school like you got to add 10 years to like however old the kids are actually supposed to be you know when they do the casting so it's like um it's like the inverse of what matthew mcconaughey says in days and confused they never grow up (laughs) that was a bad joke i really stretched for it it's all right we can you can cut that one too um the final one the substitute failure is not an option, which is the substitute for that's what it's called. Failure is not an option. Hell Came out yeah. in two thousand one, and this is the one that I was like, I kind of almost have to watch this movie because the synopsis is: Carl Thomason, a former mercenary, must infiltrate a military school uh, to stop a white supremacist cult. It's uh. <laughs> so. Are we watching this? For, or I guess we well, have to Well, the thing about it is when you show. watch the trailer, it's not about, there's no black people, right? Like, the white supremacist cult is very oh. much so, like, basically a Nazi youth group that, like, wants to do the Holocaust again, I guess, is what is being insinuated, at least by the trailer. Sounds like vibes. Yeah. It just sounds like vibes, you so, know? He, yeah, he's going to he's going to go shut down some white supremacy and some Nazis. Is kind of okay. where this whole thing, which is wild, right? To think about where this started at and where it ends up is him. And that's the fourth and yeah, final, the movie. final movie. And that came out in 2001. 
So this movie original comes out in 1996. Substitute two comes out in 98. Substitute three comes out in 99. Substitute four comes out in 2001. Um, to to at least they kept it relevant. They they kept it moving. But again, to me, it's just like four of these. (laughs) You know, like for what reason? Yeah, like for because we talk about this all the time, right? Like how many directors of color screenwriters of color creators of color are just like man if i only had ten thousand dollars if i only had fifty thousand dollars if i only had a hundred thousand dollars you know what i mean what what would i do with that money i've got this idea these motherfuckers made four substitute movies (laughs) of declining quality i mean when you watch you know like how much the budget probably is for each of these they're all direct to video after this um but oh, it's like yeah because yeah, i've never heard of any yeah of these. it's like man these might as well have been episodes of walker texas ranger like that's the level of like damn, damn. quality of the of the movie that you're watching and so like they 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 saw value in this you know to the to the extent that we are going to continue to fund these movies because somebody's either watching them or buy, they're making us enough money that we're validated in continuing to to pump up and continue to make right? them, yeah, yeah. And I just can't imagine who is the audience. I mean, I I know who the audience for this movie is. They have wraparound sunglasses, you know exactly who they are. but <laughs> <laughs> but like it's and they have the they have the balls on the back of their car on the back of their trucks, the little hanging balls. But I think it just speaks to so much that movies about a white man going into an urban school environment and then just like mm-hmm. beating up kids you know like that's all it like there's no deeper substance to it there's no deeper like thought put behind any of it because really if you're watching these movies what you're watching them to see is how is he gonna fuck up these the, kids? You know what I mean? Like what's he gonna do? The, it's the fantasy. Yeah. It's a fantasy but like the fantasy is like getting an opportunity to kick the shit out of some black teenagers yeah. and f- and with with full validation behind it right with like you're in the right it's like the inverse of like blowing up the plantation at the end of jingle <laughs> and chain it's just like no i want to beat the shit out of right. jerome really bad it, you know like how many cases have there been of like white people doing some wild shit to some teenagers just because they were playing loud music at a gas station or like, you know, oh what I mean? like being, oh being a little too loud in public, you know, at, and then it just escalated. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, so, you know, these people are out there because they're literally out there, like confronting these kids, you know, and like getting into it with them. But I just can't still, again, wrap my head around how four of these movies got made as opposed to like the myriad of projects that I'm sure with equal funding while, okay, I don't know, like, are we getting Eve's Bayou? Are we getting, you know, Daughters of the Dust? Are we getting, you know, yada, Mm. yada? I can't say, but I can say that so many things would have been more worth the money and like more validating, you know, as art than any of these movies right because it's like diminishing returns on an already tired you know idea by this point so like 
to think that they continue to pump this out even to the extent that like the people in the original movie said we don't want to make another movie and they're like bet we can get tom berenger was like i'm out yeah we can get a completely different white man and even like tangentially tie all this together in a way that like we don't even really have to explain why it's not the same dude and just do the same right right you know what i mean so that to me was like the 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 part just seeing how many sequels there were to this movie that i was just like i can't i can't i can't with any of this um (laughs) besides that there's not really any interesting information about this movie you know i think it is telling that we can't find uh (laughs) the budget for this film the budget i guess the only other things to note you know, like they shot this movie in the summer and the kids who were going to the school that it was filmed at uh, in the summer classes were were extras in the film. And they just gave them free pizza to stay after school. And oh, that's a cool uh, opportunity. Like for, stay around for, for some free. Pe- Actually, yeah, that's right. There's a Papa John's truck that pulls yeah. in in one scene and literally every kid has a slice in their I would have gone home. If y'all, if all you had for me was Papa John's, <laughs> but you get you to be in a movie. That, I guess is that a movie? Is this <laughs> technically a movie? Papa John's is not a movie make. <laughs> um, we joked about it, but Steven Seagal was actually considered for the lead role in this movie, so we could have got more was. of that wasp, wasp foo, or whatever else he was <laughs> trying to do. <laughs> um, I mean. At least the action would have been a little bit better. Them kicks would have been a little I quicker. I guess. I mean, at that point, yeah, that that era Steven Seagal, probably. This era Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah. He was still in, like, decent yeah. form. He wasn't Pre- that. Present day Steven Seagal, probably same energy as Tom Perringer in this movie. I mean, I'm surprised, sidebar, I'm surprised that Steven Seagal hasn't been doing the videos that my dude in Detroit has been doing because that seems like a very Steven Seagal <laughs> kind of thing to like you know this, Hell this yeah. is this is how you get out of the situation with a very hey man that's a whole nother life yeah. this is that would be like his Will Smith third <laughs> on TikTok like yeah this Steven get at us we got ideas yeah I mean if you move slow enough they won't be able to detect <laughs> your next movement it might not have been there anymore um Oh, Do you want to remake this movie? I was just going to say no. I don't think there's any value in the substitute. I don't think there's anything to really be gotten out of the idea of anybody going into a school and uh, committing violence against children. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like remake the movie, but then have the kids whoop the shit out of the substitute. <laughs> but I don't want to fulfill any stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, so even no. you know, because even in the principal. There was there was at least a couple of threads that you could pull where if you just tried to make the movie over, you could you could come to something a bit more palatable. But for this, like everybody's such a broad stereotype with no redeeming qualities that it's almost like I don't even know. I don't I don't know how to take what was given to us and turn that into because even like what character of color in this movie, whether it's. You know the the my dude from uh, Showgirls, like his character was kind of like 
really just there. You know, he was there to get stabbed and die. To get stabbed in the wrist and then get shot in the back by the very person he defended a scene earlier. So I don't know what you do with Daryl because he's not really much of anybody. Obviously, I don't think this movie can be about can be about Juan, can be about Mark Anthony because he's, you know, the head drug dealer. It can't be about Ernie Hudson because he's also a drug dealer. Uh, And then it it can't be about Jerome because like what's he he's not doing anything you know what I mean? so jerome gets a kiss on the forehead that's like <laughs> that's the best that it could it could go for yeah jerome. so like none of none of these characters have enough going on in any sense that you could like re refit this movie to be anything other than what it already is and if it's gonna be... life in miami looking pretty yeah, i know right um so yeah so so fuck, fuck this, this movie, movie. we're not gonna do that uh yeah I guess yeah. we need to get to the caucasity then. So if we're going to rank this movie by caucasity, we've got three levels. So the first level of caucasity is shorts in the winter, which, you know, it's it's summertime. Uh, it's it's perfectly acceptable attire for these times. But that makes sense. Shorts make sense now. Shorts make sense right now. But boy, in those colder months when it is, uh, you know, verging on zero degrees. <laughs> You know, like you still insist. Still, they persist. Why? Why, with, are, you, with shorts. why are your legs out? Yeah, you know. Why are your legs out? Legs are out. Your top is covered. You know, like you got a you got a goose goose jacket. You know, Canada Canada goose. Yeah, what's going yeah. on up top that down bottom doesn't understand? I don't know, but apparently bottom is okay. Up top, you got to conserve that heat. Uh, <laughs> And it's just, yeah, it's just a confusing situation. Everybody is concerned, probably, for your well-being. You seem to just love having those legs out. Yeah, having free leg. But, you know, it's not hurting us in any way, you know, but it is it is just confusing us. We we, we just have a lot of questions. Uh, Cam, what's the second level? The second level of caucasity is this movie is touching my hair. So at this point, this movie or this person has, you know, you know, they got that glint in their eye. They're questioning what's going on up on top of your head. It's just a little strange to them. They don't understand. They don't understand how, how it works, how it matriculates. So rather than asking you, which is what a normal person would do, mm-hmm. they just reach right on in there, put the hand, put the hand on you. Just put the, sure that's do. assault. That's assault. And in this sense, <laughs> it is an assault. Um, and that third level, maybe for for all time, uh, in perpetuity, is <laughs> United States Supreme Court, specifically Clarence Thomas, uh, who is going out of his way to just be as 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 coontastic as possible. Um, he, he's got an even worse track record now than he did when niggas was making fun of him beforehand. Yeah, for being Clarence Thomas. And it's, I mean, it's. You know, look. He heard that. He was like, "I'm putting my money on. Put, my, yeah. put everything on black." He, I mean, he he hit that 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 Jordan Last Dance meme. You know, he took that personally. <laughs> um, and now it's just. Look, I mean, this country's been going in the wrong direction for for quite a while now. But this is yeah maybe uh, as close to rock bottom as we've been. For a long time. Uh, 
And your but, boy is at the forefront of it. <laughs> loud and proud. And, and you know, what this is, is <laughs> on purpose, right? Like, you know, there's no disguising it. There's no like, oh, yeah, I wasn't aware that that's what that meant. It's like, no, you did that on purpose. You meant to do harm. Yeah. Uh, you enjoy doing the harm. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's uh, just real fucked up so i think uh what would you give the substitute okay i want to be like it's the january mm -hmm. 6th hearings but this movie's not smart mm -hmm. enough to do that this movie is definitely not smart enough yeah. to do it i mean like i said earlier what you have uh homeboy from showgirls being like the principal of the school is selling drugs? How dare <laughs> you? How dare you accuse such a man of such a heinous yeah. crime? That is a pillar of the community over there. And not even 15 minutes passes by before he is stabbed in the wrist and shot twice in the back by the same <laughs> man he defended. So, but the movie doesn't even understand the like poetic justice yeah. there. Like yeah. it doesn't even understand like how funny that is. <laughs> so this movie is not smart enough to like be disingenuous. Yeah. It's just stupid on its face. So I, I kind of say like, it's touching my hair point five. Yeah. Cause it's still offensive and it's still stereotypical, but it's not smart. I'm being reminded now that that scene has a lot of, uh, if you recall black dynamite where <laughs> the pips meeting, and it's like, but Black Dynamite, I, the best scene the I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. You know, it's just like, what do you mean? These, he's a pillar of the community. This black man could never do anything. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, yeah, just not even 20 minutes later, he's shooting him in the back. Um, <laughs> like shot him yeah, in the back. Cold blooded That's, too. He couldn't even shoot him in the chest. He shot him yeah. in the back. <laughs> Betrayed. <laughs> Any time for that shit. Um, you know, I I feel like I'm compelled only because we gave the principal the highest level. That I too have to follow through on that with this movie because <laughs> oh, yeah. they're the same movie. There's slight differences between what they're giving you, but like the ultimate message and idea is the same, right? And that yes. Black children are scary. Uh, they're disposable. And like the best way to deal with them is just violence and terror, right? Like there's no, that's the only way they're going to learn. It's the only way that their lives are going to get better. Not by, I don't know, actually putting time and investment into them the same way that you do the white children in the community. But no, we've got to really like show them who's boss by throwing them out of multiple windows and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of throwing children from like crazy yeah. heights so i mean you know these movies there's not like i think i i definitely agree with you in the sense that there's no there's no redeeming quality to this movie and i don't think that was even the intentional purpose i think they really were just like yeah no what's the what's that what's the movie du jour and how can we give that, you know, like an action twist to it? So, like, this is kind of just yeah. like, yeah. oh, we're making a lot of these. This is Predator set in a high school. Right. We're making a lot of these high school movies. Like, this is kind of what the zeitgeist is of the time. And 
what could we do to you know add, add, a, add a different layer to it what if like yeah like an ex-marine mercenary came into a school and like dealt with the drug dealers and that's that's yeah, they didn't that's about as far that. as I they thought this... about it like there was nothing really yeah. you know they tried to give him some pathos as a character but like it falls flat because the next scene he is just beating the shit out of the kids again you know what i mean like there's not really, <laughs> like he's got they cut straight to the chase you got to give a movie oh, credit yeah. like they definitely cut straight to the chase there's no like waiting around for this movie no. to get and I'll I'll give like, yeah I'll give them that like they really just hit the ground running and keep up with this foolishness but it is like <laughs> just and I'll give them credit too that I don't think this movie is even two hours so like bless bless for that also yeah we like that <laughs> so on this keep, keep your caucasity under two hours if you can and we'll please we're not going to give you a better rating but like it's still it's nice for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are there any movies that you would suggest for people to watch instead? God damn it. <laughs> um, it could be anything. I mean, really. really? Sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, I, I don't watch high school. High, actually, <laughs> you might laugh yeah. at it. I thought it was kind of funny. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, it might not age well. So I, I don't <laughs> suggest it. I do. You could check yeah. it out. Actually, I'm remembering like the the kid with the cornrows, but then he had Hot yeah. Wheels running through the cornrows in his head. I don't know. I don't actually can't, in good conscience, suggest that movie. So maybe Come not on. High School High. Give it a price. You know what? I would be like, you know, I just be like, yeah, do it. Don't don't go back on your yeah. word. But then like, I don't want anybody in the mailbag being like, Cameron, have you seen High School High mm. lately? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't sometimes know. you just gotta watch. Lean on me. Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta you gotta shoot that shot and see what comes of it. Um, I'm trying to think of the things that I've been watching recently. I think we've mul- multiple times we've recommended Southside. We've recommended Abbott Elementary. We've recommended. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know all of those things. So I guess I'll just I'll throw it back to all of those things because I'm, I mean specifically Abbott Elementary. If you want to see a good example of you know treating kids in under schools <laughs> underserved schools with respect and like with respect. actual people <laughs> and the people who work there as actual people as well. Like I would say that's probably a good place to go. Just because. Also, shout out shout out that show just because yeah. it's on a run three yeah, for three. No, they're coming out. <laughs> with i again i would say some of the best ensemble comedy yeah it's on tv right now, now you know maybe the best so give like not even just because it's a black show or yeah. like a majority black show but like it's just funny yeah. and actually like heartwarming in the way like old school sitcoms right. used to be so you know it's definitely worth your time i would suggest that as always yeah, um, there you go. That, that I can I feel sa- I can feel safe yeah, putting my for sure. <laughs> recommendation in Abbott Elementary. Um, I think we did it. I don't know if there's really anything else that needs to be said about this movie. Yeah, watch it drunk. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't be sober watching. This I mean, movie. yeah, I don't know. I, all these movies, I'm always like curious to know how many people listen to the show and then watch the movie or the reverse of like watch the movie to get ready for the episode because some of these some of Mm -hmm. these movies are like boy you know like i'll give we didn't 
Like, why yeah, would we didn't you? play this yet, but I guess you know this is this is it. You know, you just you just come away from it feeling like she 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 she. You know, that's really all you could say. But actually, you know what? Watch season four of The Wire. There you go. Watch the. Uh... <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's my suggestion. There you go. Watch season four of The Wire if you want to get into the school shit, specifically here in Baltimore. Um... 100%. <laughs> but that's that's going to do it for us, you know, talking about this movie. Cam, do you want to tell people what's going on with you? You know, writing mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Hopefully one day somebody will see yeah. this stuff and <laughs> maybe give me a job so I can I write all that this life. Stuff. But other than that, um, I got some comedy at Two Karen with Love. Uh, uh, you can find me on the social meds at the Blipster eleven thirty eight. That's Twitter and Instagram. I'll fuck with Facebook. Mm-hmm. The Metaverse can <laughs> eat my butt. <laughs> And um, I don't know. We're working on trying to get the bring this live show sure. to life, and maybe COVID willing, we can bring it to yeah. people. I definitely would love to do this live at some point, just because this, this movie. This, honestly, these movies are, I would kind of want to. Yeah, these <laughs> movies like this are just like I just need to talk about this with with more with more people just the wildness that we've witnessed but they also need to see yeah. it like they needed to see it with yeah me. no like I, th- I think the thing about doing a live show that would be a lot of fun is being able to just play clips you know of of the movie right so you can kind of see what we're talking about in real time like we can we can play the clip and then break it down because some of the stuff is like you know it's it's not a mistake, you know. Like they're they're doing these things on purpose. Movies are intentional. I yeah. saw this on Twitter today. Movies are when you put something on screen, yeah. it's intentional. You have to. People were involved. Mm-hmm. There's an accountant, yeah. <laughs> like you said, to set up a camera and point it somewhere. It's all time and effort, you know. Like somebody put that into making four of these movies. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm Jordan Clark. If you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's JRSosa18, JRSosa18. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the show at white underscore pod. And if you want to write into us, you can write into us at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com. Uh I saw today or at least this week that Spotify now allows you to rate the show. So, you know, if you're Ooh. on your Apple or you're on your Spotify or all the other things, you know, please give us the whatever the the metric score is the five stars the you know i mean i feel like i feel like a a lyft driver or uber driver is like just give me the five stars you know what i mean just like just give me (laughs) you know just give me the five stars i didn't talk i played your favorite radio station you know what to do you know just just give me that there's free water in the back what what more do you want from (laughs) this free mints bitter ass uber driver <laughs> bitch you had some mints just be satisfied alright uh, you know I got you there you didn't die and your breath is fresh and you're hydrated shut the fuck up five stars please so that's how we're coming at it just give us the five stars <laughs> Uh no, I mean if you if you want, please feel free to rate us and subscribe to us and review us and all that good stuff it definitely does help however these algorithms are working so that's going to do it for us, though. We'll be back with more Cuckassity next week. Peace. School's out. <laughs>
You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.